Stoicism. What is it? How can we use it? And where does it go wrong? Or in other words, I think I want to talk about something that people do that they claim is stoicism that I don't think really is nowadays. So let's talk about that. Yeah, I like it. Welcome to Talking With Intention, a Christian podcast about self-betterment through meaningful conversation. I'm Michael Collins. My co-host is Walter Somerville, and in every episode, we sit down to talk about something that we find meaningful or something that we're still trying to figure out. We're not experts. We just believe that life is better when we're intentional about it. I hope you love the show. So, Walter... Actually, first off, sorry, I want to apologize to everybody that we missed uh, our regularly scheduled upload last week. Um, Supposed to be every two weeks. We'd been real consistent, and then it just didn't happen. It's just that we've both been very busy. Walter's trying to get ready to move to California, and I am gearing up for summer camp where I work, and we had an event this past weekend, and just lots of stuff happening all the time, um, and we just didn't find the time to do the podcast. So I apologize, guys. But uh, here's an episode, and and you can listen to it twice to make up for last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, so stoicism, Walter. I have been wanting to talk about this for a while because I know that there have been times in each of our lives where we were. I don't know, heavily stoic, I guess, and stoic in the, I don't know about stoic in the stoicism as a philosophy sense as much as stoic in the just never showing any emotion sense. And and so I want to talk about stoicism and kind of what it, because it's everywhere now. It's very popular. There's like a million YouTube videos about it and podcasts about it. And so... I want to discuss exactly what it is, what the actual philosophy is, and then also what I think people are taking it to mean nowadays sometimes. So you read uh, Marcus Aurelius's Meditations. How long ago was that now? Two years? Yeah. Yeah, two two and a half years. I remember you talking to me about it while you were reading it a little bit. Yeah, actually on the, yeah, I remember reading through it while I was in Georgia. I loved it. Super good. Highly recommend it. I don't remember all of it now, two years <laughs> well, you later. Never remember but all of it. I realized on the way here, I'd really like to reread it. So I'm going to look for uh, at least an audio version so I can listen to it again. And yeah, I highly recommend uh, basically anybody do the same. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't know who Marcus Aurelius was, he's a famous Stoic philosopher, Roman, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Not only philosopher, he was the he, emperor. Yeah. Right? The, yeah. Of the Roman Empire. Um, he's the dude, I was, the way I explained it to Amy, he's the dude that shows up in the Gladiator movie with, uh, Is he really? Yeah. I did, I haven't seen that movie since I was like 14 yeah, or something. with Russell Crowe. Yeah. Yeah. He's, at the very beginning of the movie, he's the old good emperor that dies at the beginning of oh, the movie. Oh, wow. That's Marcus Aurelius, huh. right? Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. That I'm, really I'm... helped me to like, <laughs> you know, just have somebody to picture. Yeah. You know. That's cool. Um, and I to really place, like the setting and everything. I want to see like that, that movie again. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And the book Meditations is not like a novel or anything. It's just a bunch of proverbs kind of and musings. Yeah, musings is 
thoughts and philosophies on life. And he starts out because I've read parts of it. He starts out with like things that he learned from different people in his life, right? Like from his father, then he from his mother, from his brother, from his teacher, and he lists all these different things that I can't remember any of. But yeah, yeah. but I think there's a lot of a lot of wisdom to get from it. It reminds me a lot of um, another famous book, The Art of War. Kind of same kind of style, a bunch of just wisdom and musings and stuff like that. Um, so if you've read that, it's kind of a similar style in my opinion. Um, but yeah, so Marcus Aurelius is, if I'm not mistaken, the father of Stoicism. Is he? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, pretty sure. Maybe. <laughs> like a 50-50. <laughs> That's not pretty sure. I'm about to make it 100. All right, we we're going to look it up. Know. But yeah, while you're doing that, I'll talk a little bit about Stoicism and what it is. It's it's a philosophy, uh, uh, a way of living that focuses heavily on self-control um, and enduring pain and hardship um, without kind of complaint uh, or or showing that it gets to you, letting you or without letting your emotions run away with it. Um, here, let me find, there's like, because I looked it up, um, yeah, Stoicism teaches the development of self-control and fortitude as a means of overcoming destructive emotions. The philosophy holds that becoming clear and unbiased, uh, becoming a clear and unbiased thinker allows one to understand the universal reason, the logos. So, yeah, uh... I think I am still a practitioner of stoicism yeah. just because self-control and self-discipline mean a lot to me. Um, but I don't like consider myself a, a stoic, I guess. I maybe would have four years ago, but I don't, I don't know. I don't really identify with any kind of specific School at least thought. not enough to call yourself yeah make it a part of a huge part of your identity yeah i was thinking about it and because I, I had the same thing you know it was a few years ago i was really enjoying and getting a lot out of the stoic philosophy and ideas um and i wonder <laughs> i don't know if this is correlated or just chance but i wonder if it's something that hits home better for bachelors you know I think it probably does. Right? Well, I don't know. I've I've never... I mean, it doesn't... I don't know if it doesn't appeal... I don't even know if I would say it doesn't appeal to me as much. I don't know if I'm not as into learning about stoicism now because I'm married or because I... Almost the sense of, like, I, I learned all that I need to know. I learned enough about it to apply it to my life and I have been and so I haven't been as interested in like I haven't been reading Marcus Aurelius and looking up you know people discussing stoicism and stuff like I was several years back that's a fair point but I feel like of all the podcasts and like the videos that I've YouTube videos and stuff that you find out it's almost always a young guy yeah you know talking about stoicism yeah Mm -hmm. and you know it's interesting that we would be interested in that um, thinking about another philosophy and p- person that we that we have a lot of interest in, Jordan Peterson, who also appeals to mostly young men, yeah. 
you know, and I wonder if it's a similar thing. Um, the idea is kind of, well, I think it, well, part of it probably is the, I'm just thinking about like all the heroes that kids have growing up is like the, the, the superhero, the guy that is, is saves the day is the guy usually who, at least by the end of the movie is like in charge and in control, I guess, if not in authority, he's the person he is in control perfect control of himself and usually the situation and the people around him and so that maybe is why it appeals to us so much because it kind of focuses on if you controlling yourself and not letting things get to you at all um disciplining your mind and emotions mm -hmm. right and it just gives you yeah because you you don't want to feel like you are just a boat in the ocean being swept away wherever you know wherever with whatever happens to you you know you have no control over it so this idea that you can take control of at least if nothing else yourself and how you respond to things um gives you some sense of control over your life i think yeah and i don't want to jump too hard far ahead i don't know when you'd planned but i don't have any plans seems like a good place to talk a little bit about the the philosophy of stoicism versus the kind of cultural impression of stoicism, right? I don't know if that's quite the right phrasing. Maybe the um, stereotype of stoicism, right? Which to me, stoicism meant, okay, keep it all buttoned down. It's all about suppressing yes that's kind of what i was really wanting to get at because i felt like both of us went through that and kind of come to the other side of it mostly is yeah you to feel like i remember learning about the more learning about self-control and self-discipline and and especially with emotions because i feel like when i hear people talk about stoicism they talk about controlling their emotions a lot and controlling is when it's put into practice for a lot of people, and this is the way it was for us, I think, is just means don't feel anything ever, yeah. right? Like, I'm never going to show any emotion and react emotionally to anything at any point ever. Yeah. And, you know, I think that is appealing, having complete control or turning off your emotions is appealing when you feel like your emotions have control over you, I think, to a certain sense, you know, just getting rid of it. And, or if it, all you have is negative emotion, yeah. then you can, it, I can see how the view of just not having any emotion would be appealing because it's just, they're negative. Right? Yeah. And, but yeah. And maybe especially for young men whose emotional intelligence is usually much lower. Um, and it, it seems like a much simpler option. I think we both have mentioned this before. It just seems much simpler just to not have emotions. Yeah. It's right. just you feel like you're making level-headed decisions. And yeah. And I've... I ha- have come out of that view and have come more into... Like I... There are times... Like I don't want my emotions to ever have control over me. But there are times where I will lean into my emotions instead of trying to suppress them now because I, you know, I realize it can feel like it can seem like it's better to not have any emotions than to be 
than to have your emotions control you or to have negative emotions. Yeah, I think the key but, word there is control, not yeah, suppress. That's true. Control you know? is definitely is different than suppress, but yeah, it's like you don't. Your emotions are a big part of what makes you human, and that's living your life is feeling things and if you feeling normal responses to the things that happen to you and you shouldn't let it control you you know and you should still make sure you're thinking clearly about the decisions that you make but i don't think that necessarily because you're emotional or because it's an emotional decision means that you're not thinking clearly i think you're you have to instead of trying to get rid of your emotions learn how to integrate them and navigate and navigate them yeah. yeah and that probably just goes back to what you're talking about the emotional intelligence i think guys just don't have a lot of emotional intelligence we don't have to know how to navigate our emotions and i remember you know people make fun of or criticize this type of thing where they're like oh well men feel like they can't show emotions ever and I remember thinking that I was like, I, I don't feel like I can't show emotions. I never felt that yeah. pressure, except for maybe when I was like in high school around my buddies in school, it would have been embarrassing to cry over something, but well, maybe not even around my friends, but around strangers and girls, I guess I would have been embarrassed to cry. But just generally, since I have been an adult, I've never felt that but I was a time when I felt like it's not that I'm ashamed to show my emotions I just don't want to I don't it's not that I'm afraid or embarrassed to cry but I don't want to cry I would rather fight back tears fight back that emotion and suppress it than let it out like I just, I don't, I wouldn't be, I'm not embarrassed about it, but that's just what I prefer, yeah. I guess. And yeah. And I think like for me growing up in Mexico, what you're talking about, not experiencing, I definitely experienced about, oh, yeah. about the assumption that men would not feel emotion, right? Um, the whole machismo. Oh yeah. Um, and you've talked to me about that a little bit yeah, before. Which yeah. Which is really big there, right? In order to be a good man, you're supposed to be absolutely tough, absolutely heartless, kind of. Yeah. And it's pretty rough. It's a it's a it's a cultural thing for sure. And I think it it's common in lots of places of the world. Um and I feel like it's we can almost look at that machismo and like the macho, right? The macho man. That's the idea behind machismo. You gotta be strong, you gotta be tough. You got to be, you know, never shed a tear, never feel pain, you know? And I think that is pretty common in lots of places. Um, but especially in Mexico, it's a very cultural thing. And I think that kind of embodies the the negative side, the stereotyping of stoicism. Um, I think a lot of people think stoic and they think of a macho man. Mm -hmm. At least I did, um, which just yeah. is somebody that's, keeping everything completely under control, you know, don't feel, don't feel pain, don't feel hurt. Um, but yeah, I think that's a, that's a poor, poor, mm, I think it's a poor way to navigate your life, trying to 
completely avoid and and minimize emotion at all cost because i yeah and that's the thing that's the whole point that we've been trying to make here for the last couple minutes is just that controlling your emotions does not mean the same thing as suppressing them and never showing any emotion ever you know i it doesn't i think i think if you suppress your emotions completely you're missing out even on the negative ones, even on the sadness, I, you know, if you, and this is, you know, I, I, like I said, I didn't want, I didn't, I suppressed my emotions, not because I wasn't, would have been embarrassed to show them, but because I just didn't want to, I didn't want to cry. I didn't want to be sad. So I just forced myself to stop. Right. And it was, it's tough to do. Um, I feel like I was pretty good at it after a while but i've come around more to this way of like i realized that's your life it's okay you know it's it's and i knew i want i almost said it's okay to be sad but i knew it was okay to be sad but it's i didn't see any good reason to be sad at that point but i think it's like you yeah you appreciate everything more if you let yourself experience the negative emotions, you appreciate the good ones more. Yeah. I think, yeah, and it's you don't want it to be out of control. You don't want it to affect your decisions and your behavior in a way that you can't control. But I think letting yourself feel the negative emotions is... It almost feels like when I was suppressing them, I wasn't being honest with myself. I was like, no, I'm not going to let my brain be sad right now. But I was sad. I just, but I wasn't willing to let myself feel it um, because I didn't like it. But yeah, I think it's just like, I don't know. It's so hard to explain it, but I don't know. Does any of this feel familiar to you? Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. It definitely feels familiar, and I think it's yeah, it's kind of tough to put exactly to words. But like, for me at least, a part of me knew, like, and I yeah, I was even kind of worried, especially like as a teenager, like sad things would happen, and I wouldn't feel much, right? And we've talked I know, about and that. that's what I was about to bring up was like when you were a teenager, you told me you were. Like you didn't, you didn't have emotions. Basically, you were like a robot. Almost. <laughs> I felt like it, and that, like, you know, I don't know what all that came from, but yeah, I remember, you know, a couple things happening, and I was like, man, what hit me? The thought was, a healthy person would feel sad right now, no. and that's, and maybe that, maybe that kind of sums up what we're trying to get at here, which is like, you're human. You know, it's not a healthy thing to emotions. not, it's not feel sad yeah. in certain circumstances, not feel happy in certain circumstances, right? It, it's a sign of health and abundant life, I think, to be able to feel appropriate emotions. I think we get scared because sometimes, especially when we're first figuring out emotions, it's they can run wild and it's like something a little bit inconvenient happens and it derails. I mean, yeah, look at it two-year-old they're just have no control and yeah the tiniest thing you man it's so funny some of the stuff kids will cry over but 
you tell them no and sometimes they're fine and then sometimes they just absolutely lose it, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's unhealthy in one end of the spectrum, over over emotional reactions, right? Mm -hmm. But no emotional reaction to things I don't think is the right, <laughs> is the sweet spot. Yeah. I think the sweet spot is to be to have healthy re emotional reactions to you know things that come your way um but stoicism is the idea that we can still have control over ourselves i i liked what you you mentioned the term abundant life you know i think that's exactly it is you're you're missing out on a lot of your life if you never let yourself feel any emotions yeah. that's that's a huge like i mean that's the spice that makes things that it makes the things that happen to you exciting right like it that's that's life yeah yeah <laughs> but i feel like you stoicism is about making sure you never have a moment or where you do something and later you look back and you're like i shouldn't have done that but i was just so upset or i was so some emotion made you make a decision that wasn't logical or made you do something that wasn't good right wasn't the best thing you could do i think we that's kind of the idea behind our podcast and the intentionality is we want to be thinking about our actions so that we are always doing the best possible thing in any situation and it's okay to take your emotions into account and feel them but you don't want to let it control your decision making so much that you do something you wouldn't have done if you weren't feeling that emotion mm -hmm. yeah yeah trying to avoid emotional actions and reactions to things which is which is tough to do for a lot of people i think and maybe this is a bit of a, a tangent but it's something that i've thought of and i feel like it's true but I, it's one of these things that i'm not sure if i'm allowed to say so maybe you can tell me okay <laughs> <laughs> but i wonder if thinking about emotional intelligence and the reason this whole stoicism thing seems to appeal to men more than women as a general generalization is i wonder if women are more emotionally intelligent and they are, are mature a lot more especially the, like if you compare a you know, a 17-year-old girl to a 17-year-old boy, yeah. the girls are m much more mature generally. generally yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And I wonder if the reason for that is because they go through a monthly cycle of having wild emotions and they learn to navigate the ups and downs more maturely and with a cooler head through, by going through that, right? And the guys who don't experience these swings as much, don't learn to navigate the emotions. That could be very true. Yeah. It also, I understand why you're scared to talk about Yeah, it. right? So, yeah, I'm not stake, I'm not uh, nailing You're not going to die on that hill. I'm not going to die on that hill, but yeah, if I'm way off base, somebody let yeah. me know. Um, but it was something I was thinking about, and I really wonder, because, yeah, it yeah, seems it like be. it would have a big I effect. I don't know. I mean, and I know our brains aren't don't finish developing until we're about 25 or something. And yeah. I know kids go through, girls and guys go through growth spurts at different ages. So maybe it's just like that. It's like an emotional growth spurt that hits yeah. them earlier. I don't know. But I've definitely noticed a difference after several yeah. years of hiring 18-year-olds yeah. now. I'm like, yeah, the, the girls generally 
are very are, are more mature than the guys. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, that's just a, a tangent. We're talking a lot about what stoicism is not. We are. Well, um, I think that's because we know more of what it's not than what, <laughs> we know what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what is the real philosophy of stoicism? If it's not, if it's not just be a man, shut down emotion. I think the way I would sum it up, um, especially after reading, I remember after reading the meditations of Marcus Aurelius, it was just the idea that, um, especially one particular quote, which maybe I should look up, but basically it goes, take time to realize the parts of your life that you can control and the parts that you can't, and then focus on the things that you can, right? Because so many things happen to us that we can't control. And the danger is having crazy emotional reactions to that because you can't do anything about so much of life, right? You know, I think about driving. Somebody cuts you off in traffic. People get so angry when they're driving. It's so crazy. You do and say things when you're behind the wheel of a car that you would absolutely never do and say in public, you know? But, yeah, if somebody cuts you off in traffic, there's nothing you can do to control the actions of that person or change that situation, but yet people will blare on their horn and yell and scream and cuss, and it's like that is that's completely that's just emotion you're acting out of nothing but emotion at that point and that is where it's gone wrong and it's foolhardy too and frustrating because you're acting against something that you actually don't have power over it's like beating your head against a brick wall trying to knock it down (laughs) yeah so many circumstances of our life too right like people worry about so much of their physical appearance that they can't control you know some of that you can but people stress out and worry so much about things that they can't control and it's like okay none of that is going to change and i know it's it's not as simple as just that just it's not easy to realize oh I can't control this. I'm just not going to worry about it. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. I wish it were that easy. It's like it makes sense to you to hear it and talk about it now. But yeah, in the the moment when you've got all those emotional brain chemicals in your head, it's harder to remember this and actually act it out. Yeah. For sure. And so that's, I think, that's the more full and rounded version of stoicism is trying to apply that principle that, okay... Be level-headed and realize the parts of life that you can't control. Mm-hmm. Let them go, all right? And then on the flip side of the coin, the parts that you can control, that's the part where you should be putting all your effort yeah. and, and attention, attention and, into, right? Mm-hmm. Don't worry about the, <laughs> the waves and the storm that you cannot control at all, right? But there's a little tiny little circle of the world that you can control, so trying to focus more intently and with discipline, work on that part of life. Um, I think, to me, at least that's the the gist of Stoicism, the philosophy. I don't know if you'd agree with that or change it at all. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's a good way of putting it, I think. And, one, and that was like one big quote that stuck with me enough for me to remember it two and a half years later. The other big bit of Stoicism that stuck with me um, is it's called Memento Mori. It, which is Latin, Roman, Latin, whatever, Latin, yeah, um, which is remember death. 
is what it means. Um, and I think the basic idea is just, yeah, when we're getting all caught up with all these things, um, think about the fact that you could be dead. <laughs> and it just shifts, it shifts your perspective from being like, oh, here's all these things that I don't have. You're comparing yourself to somebody who's got it all, right? Compare yourself to a dead person and you've got so much. Yeah. Right? Kind of. Kind I think that's of, yeah. the idea. I think a better way and a, since, you know, we're, I don't know, I guess we're a Christian podcast. We're always talking about God anyway. I don't think we set out to start a Christian podcast, but it's kind of hard not to when you're a Christian and you're talking about life ideas. But a Christian way of changing that is, I don't mean, I don't know what the Latin word would be maybe memento Christo, remember Christ, <laughs> yeah. remember God. Because I've realized, and this fits perfectly into the episode we just did on prayer when we were talking about praying continuously. I've realized there's not very many, I don't think I've, I don't think I've yet to find a problem in my life that can't be solved by just focusing on Christ and just remembering that he has saved me, that he's with me, that he cares about me. Yeah. And everything, remembering that he is there and that I can talk to him and just keeping that, that connection, like we talked about praying continuously, keeping that, praying with my spirit and keeping that connection open to God and my focus on him. Yeah. It just, everything, all of a sudden, whatever was stressing me out, yeah. whatever I was upset about, it's just like, oh, well, that's kind of goofy to be upset about something like that, you know? And even if it's like something real, something that deserves deserves your emotion, because that, that's the other thing I wanted to talk about. You know, I think I was trying to make myself perfect when I was suppressing all my emotions. Yeah. But I claim to be a Christian, I, which means I should follow Christ. Christ definitely showed his emotions. You think about Lazarus, he, when, he when he rose Lazarus from the dead, he, before he did that, he wept. He cried. Isn't that crazy? He cried. He showed, he was about to raise him from the dead, and yet he was still showed sorrow that Lazarus was dead. And I think that was a big, played a big part in convincing me and making me realize that, yeah, it's good to be sad sometimes. It's an appropriate response to It is an appropriate response to a lot of life. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of things that, yeah, you should be sad about, but it's... Is that Ecclesiastes? There's a time to weep, a time to mm -hmm. laugh, a time to... There's exactly. time for everything. Yes, and, you know, when I think, when I remember, remember Christ, when I focus my, my attention to back on God... You know, it makes it takes away the worry that it the stress and the anxiety is gone, but it doesn't necessarily mean I'm not going to be sad about it anymore. I'm not going to be upset in some way, but it, I'm no longer. I no longer feel like the world is ending, no matter how bad it is. You know, I no longer feel like that's really that big of a problem, because I know. It's just like I immediately know everything's everything's gonna be fine, yeah. you know. As much as I might, as much as this might suck right now, yeah. 
everything's going to be fine. And yeah, it's focusing on Christ that, that reminds me of that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that falls under the circle of things that we can control, right? Is, <laughs> yeah. Is Where our, your focus our is. standing with Christ. Right? Yeah. Yes. Um, our, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like, I think that's pretty cool. And I would highly recommend to anybody thinking about like, what's the biggest stressors in your life? At least for me, that's the thing that first comes to mind. What are my stressing about most in life? And then split it into two categories, things I can control, things I can't, right? And that doesn't mean you're instantly going to stop stressing about the things that you can't control, but you can start to make a habit of reminding yourself, oh yeah, I can't control that. And I think if you continue to remind yourself, oh, here's something that I actually have no, mm-hmm. I, I have can't no say change over. It. Just think I can't change it. So how am I going to respond to it? Yeah. 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 What know? I can. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Which is what you can control. What I can control you know, you can't control response. that situation, but you can control your response to it. Mm-hmm. You can't control somebody cutting in front of you in traffic. Yeah. But you can control how you react and how it affects your day. <laughs> yes. Yes. And that's, that's, I think, stoicism. Yeah. Which it's tricky. I think we feel entitled to be upset by things. And just because something is justified doesn't mean it's right or helpful. Yeah. And it's dumb too, because what you're saying is you're entitled to let that ruin your day. (laughs) Exactly. Is that really what you want? (laughs) Even if you are entitled to it, like... Maybe that's some entitlement you should give up. Why would you want your day to be ruined yeah. by somebody pulling in front of you? Just because we feel like we're allowed to, it's justified, <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, that's going to be kind of a short episode. I'm just going to leave it now. Unless yeah. you got something. I feel like we're... I feel like we're at a good place. I would I could scroll and look for quotes because these are good stuff. And maybe it would bring something else up, but I'm happy to just leave it there. Well, look and see if you find anything. That could be a cool way to end it too, is we both just look for some quotes and just, you know, give some of the coolest quotes of stoicism just so it's not just our limited view, but actual quotes from Yeah, that sounds good. So stoicism. Yeah. I've got one here. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, you have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this, and you will find strength. That's Marcus Aurelius. Here's another one I like from Marcus Aurelius. Waste no more time arguing what a good man should be. Be one. Yes. I'd forgotten about that one. That's one of my favorites. I think I I remember texting that to I you, think I you think. I did. It just sounds very familiar. Yeah. I think that's great. You know, I, I don't know... It's simplified. I think that it is worth discussing what is good to a certain level, but I don't. I do think, yeah, if you believe something's good, you should. You should. Your focus should mainly be on doing good instead of arguing over what is good. Like, I think that applies a lot to the Christian community too. Oh, yes. Oh man. I feel like, especially the last year, I've been really interested in getting out of the heady conversation and think about, okay, what do I actually live like? What do you actually live like, right? We can talk all day and night about what we should be doing. How do we apply it? I like this one too, real simple. Be content to seem what you really are. 
Oh, yeah. And that, have, did we do a whole podcast on what did we, what was, that's the word I'm looking for. Um, not honesty, being a man of integrity. I don't know did if we, we do did it? one on integrity. It's definitely come up though. And I remember that's your definition of it, right? Is to be kind of the same person all the way through. That's right. Yeah, be content to seem what you really and are. And that shows, I think that right there goes to what we're talking about of not, doesn't mean always hiding and suppressing your emotions but if you're sad seem sad just don't let it make your sadness make decisions for you who who's that by that's mark all mark, of mine are going to be marcus really marky mark <laughs> <laughs> marky mark and his funky bunch um so here's seneca says we are more often frightened than hurt and we suffer more in imagination than in reality hmm hmm which i think the perfect explanation is that getting cut off in traffic that doesn't hurt you at all <laughs> yeah it only hurts you in your imagination and it ruins your day if you let it this one's real basic this is like a live laugh love thing when you arise in the morning think of what a privilege it is to be alive to think to enjoy to love which yeah sounds real cliche but i do like it here's one from epictetus how long are you going to wait before you demand the best for yourself well i like that one a lot what does that mean it means i think well Part of it, I think, is people don't take care of themselves in the way they would take care of somebody else or their child, you know, and we've discussed that before, but a big, and I, but I think this is getting deeper than that into you, and here's, it goes along, I guess, with this quote from Jordan Peterson, which is that you are not everything you could be and you know it, right? So it's like, don't waste time being less than you could be and you know you're not going to be perfect at it but if you're not trying your best to do the best that you can i which maybe i'm just repeating myself there if you're not doing your best at whatever it is that you're doing or that you want to achieve then why not you're not you're hurting yourself which is another Jordan Peterson quote, the lack of your best hurts yeah. everything, mm -hmm. right? Anyway, we're, I'm going to start going down a rabbit hole. You got another one? Yeah. If it is not right, do not do it. If it's not true, don't say it. Which I think is kind of associated with what you were just saying about, you know, want the best for yourself, right? which is a high standard, but it's worth holding yourself to it. This goes along with that as well. By Viktor Frankl, what man actually needs is not a tensionless state, but rather the striving and struggling for some goal worthy of him. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Your, your, your goal shouldn't be just to live the easiest life possible. You should be seeking after some goal that's worthy of being sought after yeah the best revenge is to be unlike him who performed the injury so if somebody cuts you off in traffic <laughs> the best revenge is to not cut someone else off in traffic yes. 
Thanks for listening, guys. Really appreciate all the support. I hope you're enjoying the show. Um, we don't know exactly what the future is going to hold. We were wanting to have a back catalog of episodes going into the summer because we're not going to be able to record during the summer months. Um, we're, I'm going to be working like 14 hours a day and Walter's going to be in California. So it, we're just going to be too busy. Um, maybe we will find time to get a couple recorded. If not, there's probably a long pause coming up. Um, and uh, yeah, honestly, I don't know when after that pause the show will be back because I don't know when Walt's coming back from California or if we're going to set up a distance thing or how many episodes we'll get backlogged before he leaves because he's leaving like the end of this month right so four weeks so yeah this could be one of our last episodes for a while um maybe I don't know probably probably not probably we'll get at least a couple more out or recorded but um if nothing else I have some projects that I'm working on um that I'm excited about none of those are going to be launched this summer it'll all be in the fall sometime but uh keep an eye out for that and i'll be sure to update you guys here when i launch those as well so anyway thank you so much for listening um if you haven't yet you should leave us a good review on spotify apple podcast Castbox, wherever you are um we really appreciate that love you guys thank you so much